You're listening to the 1% Factor Podcast with Coach Shakina, where I talk about how small changes and insights can have the greatest impact over time. Whether it's in life or business, you'll learn principles and strategies that when implemented will help you grow your business and design a lifestyle that's in alignment with who you are and fuels your purpose, passion, and vision. You stuck is working with non-income producing activities. And so a lot of people like to feel busy without it actually producing anything. And what that means is, um, well, you know exactly what I mean. So you're working on a website, you're working on social media posting, you're working on uh, building an onboarding, the, the perfect onboarding system for clients that you don't have, right? So we we get busy with the things that we, we uh, want to want to do because it makes us feel productive and it also makes us feel like we're doing something um in in a way that brings clients to us but it's not necessarily that um truth right so some of the things that we we talk about you know when we work together is about making sure you eat your vegetables and so I I call them vegetables because you kind of just like we have to have vegetables in our bodies and in our systems to keep keeps keep us healthy and um, whatnot. We your business also has vegetables that it needs in order to run itself. And so these are the vegetables. Right. So I want you to think about, you know, what the activity that you're currently working on. Does it have a direct connection to generating income? It may not be. Right. So it may not be it may be one of those activities, again, where you're creating the perfect onboarding system for clients that you don't have yet. So when it comes to something like that. Is that onboarding system that you're creating, is that something that has a direct connection to generating revenue either right then or later? Not likely, not for an onboarding system. It's just that's more of a customer service touch point. So ask yourself, um, what can I do on a daily basis to make sure I'm eating those vegetables, making sure that my business is eating those vegetables. And so plan your day, right? You want to work on those non-negotiables, those business building activities. And this is the difference between working in and on your business. And so working in your business is working on that onboarding system, right? Working on your business is, is figuring out the higher level activities. You know, what can I do to generate business is the business working in the way that it should, things like that. So, um, you know, are you reviewing the things that you need to? Are you reviewing, is your bookkeeping and accounting on, on, on point? Is your, are your people getting the things that they need in order for them to do their work, right? Working in the business is the employee daily activities, right? Doing the actual work of the clients that you, they, they've hired, that, that has hired you to work with you. Right. Um, working on uh, delivering the client work, working on the systems for delivering that client work, things like that. But you get to plan your day as a business owner and CEO. You get to decide what you're going to work on. Right. And you if you're a solo business owner, you have to split those activities up between what is a priority for that particular moment and what isn't a priority. So working on your business versus working in your business, you get to distinguish that on a daily basis. So when I say eat your vegetables, right, you're still thinking about those higher level activities. And that's usually generating income. That is usually having conversations with people. That is usually um, connecting with people. That is usually some form or something that 
you can do or somebody else can do to generate income in your business. So higher level activities are eating your vegetables. So when you're planning your day, you have non-negotiables. This is what I'm doing. I'm reaching out. For example, I'm reaching out to five people a day. I want to connect with these people. I want to schedule some calls or I'm going to have five, I don't know, five, six sales conversations about selling this particular thing. Whatever it is, plan your day. That is one of those things that you can do to um, work around or not really working on those non-income producing activities. So in order to get around that, you have to plan your day on those non-negotiables. Habit two is about not building your network. So what I see a lot of times is business owners who are waiting for people to come to them in, in a client you know, aspect and a referral partner aspect. The way that you build your, your network, you know, when you're connecting with other people, you need to always be adding to your database. And you, and that goes part to those, that goes back to those vegetables, right? So are you adding to your daily, your database daily? Are you connecting with people daily? Are you doing those vegetable eating and income producing activities? You have to decide you know, what those things are. But your network opens you up to a lot of different opportunities that you may not have seen. And um, for, for example, I recently connected with someone from a group who put me in front of, um, she was like, I would love to invite you into this um, referral network. And so one, interesting, because I wouldn't have never known that opportunity was available had I not had a conversation with her. And so being able to speak to other people, bring other people into the fold will allow you to open up your eyes and the possibilities of what's possible for you. So you get to build your network and connect. And I know the introverts in the room, right, are like, Shakina, you've lost it. I don't like talking to people. <laughs> like, why? You know, I just I just want to do my job or do what I enjoy doing. It, but I don't like talking to people. And despite how it seems, I'm an introvert, too. And so it, I. But I make it a, a choice. I make it a habit to actually connect with people on a daily basis. I add to my network. And so I always say for the clients that I work with, become the resource of your community. Build your network. So when somebody needs something, you say, you know what? I know somebody that can actually handle that for you. Let me connect you to. And you make an introduction. So I have like a whole process of, of um, you know, connecting with other people and generating referrals. but. That's a different conversation for a different day, but um, making sure that you're adding to your data, your database daily to help you build your network. And so you're going to meet with potential referral partners regularly, right? And so that includes people who are in direct contact and indirect contact with your potential clients. So people who work with your clients directly, but in a different capacity than you do. So if you're a web designer, you might want to connect with a a graphic designer or a social media strategist or something like that, right? They work with your same type of clients, but they work with them in a very different capacity than you do. You don't want to be in direct competition, right? And so then there are indirect sources of or, uh, people, for example. So just like the example I was using about the lady who introduced me to a different or a different referral group, they could potentially, that group could potentially put me in front of my ideal audience in a different capacity. So they may or may not work with my audience directly, but in a, in a, a very indirect fashion, 
It could be. We don't know that. So unless we have those conversations, but it's a good opportunity to um, make sure that you're connecting with people with that have direct contact and indirect contact with your audience. All right. So hopefully that makes sense. And so the third habit here is about comparing yourself to your competitors. So this is a biggie, especially when you're just getting started. You might be thinking or wondering, um, so what exactly do I have to offer that's different from my competitors? Well, the answer to that is you, right? So even if you're selling the same service, even if you're selling the same uh, type product, the, the distinguishing factor is how you serve your clients and the fact that you're doing. So if you are, it, it, and for those of you listening, right, if you've ever heard the bread uh, example on, I've seen this so many times on Facebook, I don't know where it originated from, but the bread example, right? So if you ever walk down the bread aisle, you'll notice that there's all different types of bread, whole wheat, white, honey, grain, whatever you name it is there, right? But if you pay attention, you'll see that they're all selling the same product. But what makes them different is possibly the brand, right? Word of mouth, like you know that you buy this bread because, I don't know, maybe your, your mom or your dad bought this for you when you were a kid and you just stuck with it, or maybe somebody recommended it to you or whatnot. But it, it's a differentiating factor. Everybody's still making money. They're still selling the same product. So it's not about comparing yourself to competitors. It's about what you get to offer. How are you serving your clients differently? How are you connecting with them differently? So you're going to focus in order to kind of break out of that habit. You're going to focus on your customers' needs. And that looks like um, listening to them, surveying them, asking questions, using feedback in to, to grow, right? So the customer reviews are important. Figure out how to weave uh, getting those customer reviews from your clients. So whether it's in the beginning, you're prepping them in the beginning before they even start working with you. It, you know, at some point, I'm going to ask you to um, write a review. You know, um, I'll ask you at this particular point or maybe towards the end of the product after we've delivered the service, whatever it is, you want to weave that in, create a system for actually asking for reviews and prepping your client that you're going to be asking for these reviews, right? And you have to understand that you are unique in what you offer and in what you do. So it, it doesn't particularly matter, at least not in the very beginning, of what you are offering or how, what service you're offering. There's still enough for everybody. And being able to differentiate yourself based off of what you were selling or serving and how you serve your clients and how you pay attention to your customers' needs will naturally differentiate you from your competitors, right? So with that, I am going to ask the question that I always ask is, you know, based off of the information that you've learned, what have you learned and what are you going to do differently? So with that, I am going to open the floor for questions. And that wraps up another episode of the 1% Factor Podcast. If you'd like to experience more of this and want to learn how to build a calm, intentional, and impactful business outside of the hustle culture society you live in, go to thefocusceo.co forward slash 1%.